0: Well, good morning, church. How you doing? Before you sit down, look at somebody beside you and just say, all right, all right, all right. Give three people a high five and you can go ahead and sit down. You can go ahead and sit down. Oh, that's good. Give it up for the praise and worship band. They did a great job. Great job. I don't know if y'all ready for me today. If you love winter, you love snow, I just want you to know. What's happening right now in your weather is my fault. Because me and God made a, made a pact, and I said, when I'm gone, at 3 o'clock this afternoon, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. But between now and 3 o'clock, uh-uh. Just thought I'd let y'all know, let you know. Are y'all happy? It's good to be back, good to be with you. Uh, today, I got to start by saying something that could get me in trouble. But you got to walk with me, okay? There's a point. Normally, I would never say nothing, but yesterday, I flew up here, and my flight was on time. I had no delays, and I went through Minneapolis. It was awesome. Now, here's what happened. To be honest with you, I fly a lot, and I, I started a long time ago just collecting miles, you know what I'm talking about? And, uh, and with one particular airline, it's called Delta. I am like one of, I fly a lot. Like I'm a four million miler on Delta Airlines. And, and I know, and then some of you are like, oh, look at you bragging. No, shut up. All right, so <laughs> there's a point, all right? Everybody touch your neighbor, say he ain't bragging. There's a point. So yesterday, I get on the plane in Dallas. I fly to Minneapolis. When I get off the plane in Minneapolis, there's a lady with an iPad, and she had a word on it, and it was D A B B S dabs that's me and I looked at her and she goes Mr. Dabs I said yes I am she goes I'm here to drive you to your next gate stop see there's a lady over there she's like oh la-dee-da look at the man getting a ride so so literally I get off the plane and you know there's the jet bridge I go out that side door that nobody's supposed to go out I walk down the stairs and get in a car And she drove me from Concourse F to Concourse A. Now I gotta tell you what kind of car I was in. I'm not bragging, okay? There's a point to this, all right? It was a Porsche, SUV. I didn't even know they had those. But I'm liking those. I said, Can I sit in front with you? She goes, absolutely. So I sit down and the first thing I saw was a a heat your seat button. (laughs) Y'all know I pushed that button. And stuff started warming up, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh, I felt like my, my, you know, the, the bread is in the oven. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, good night. And I'm like, this is nice. Goes, it's a Porsche. It's the new Porsche SUV. I went, wow, that's nice. And then I looked down and noticed there was music. And I looked down, and it was on satellite radio. Anybody got satellite radio? It was on channel 63. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's the Christian channel. So I looked at it and I said, Look at you listening to Christian music. She goes, Oh, I need Jesus today. And I went, Are you sad? You're sad. She goes, Yes, sir. I said, Who did you lose? She said, My son. He took his life on Christmas Eve eight years ago. I said, Oh, okay. So then it hit me. I'm not special. God just made me special so I could be in the car with her. I don't know if y'all are listening to me, but what what I'm trying to say is, you think this is just a church service. Maybe you came to early service to get it out of the way, all right? Because it's the last day of the year, and you got to go home take a nap because you got to stay up to midnight and you usually go to bed after jeopardy. Anybody, I know? I know. But whatever reason you're here, you're here for a reason. Like I was in that Porsche with my seat heater on for a reason. All of a sudden, I forgot about the Porsche. I forgot about the seat heater. I forgot about my next flight. She's driving, and I go, ma'am, I just might be the biggest, blackest Hallmark greeting card from heaven you've ever seen in your life. I said, God's not done with you yet. It's going to be okay. He turns tragedy into triumph. You're going to be okay. I just want you to know that. And I started praying for her. All of a sudden, I'm at my gate. She's weeping. And I said, lady, you got to quit crying before I get out of this car. They're going to put me in jail thinking a black man beat a woman up. (laughs) And she was white. I'm not going to go. No penance. Let it go. And before I open the door, she says, I prayed this morning, God, if you still care, send me something. And he sent me. I'm here for a reason. So as we get into this, note. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a real good day. But this morning, I woke up at 5.30. And when I got up at 5.30, um, there was a song in my head. And I couldn't get it out. So since it was in my head, and I need to get it out of my head, I decided I'd play it for you on the saxophone. And thinking about it all morning, the last Sunday of 2023, It's probably the perfect song. I mean, you might have had a good year. You might have had a bad year. You might have had to bury someone that you thought would never beat you to the grave. You might have won. You might have lost like Iowa tomorrow when they play Tennessee. You may have... uh... Did I say that out loud? Did that come out? I had to do something because I'm a Tennessee grad, so I'm sorry, y'all. This is like, (laughs) and I know there's a lady, her grandson playing tomorrow. I'm going to cheer for your grandson, but he's going to lose. All right, so (laughs) you're going to know this one, so y'all got to help me. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, Happy New Year. Look at your other neighbor and say, Let's do this year together. All right, all right. Good. Come on. somebody say all right, all right, all right. Before I give you the title of my sermon, I I do things all the time. I go in the ambles of time and try to find something that can relate to the subject or the title that I'm talking about and I find illustrations. I like real life illustrations and one that I've used before is perfect for this sermon today. So if you've heard it, we're going to go back in time one more time. The date was October 1st, 1935. Everybody look at me. I was not alive back then. <laughs> I know I'm old, I'm 60, and I know I look good cause black don't crack, but I was not around in 1935. Okay, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop. I gotta do this. I got an email two days ago from a kid from a public school. If you're new and never heard me, I speak in public schools all around the world. I face to face every year, million public school students see me live every year face-to-face around the world, and I love it. But these kids, they nosy. Kids will find you. Look at me. If you have any kind of digital footprint, they will find you, and then they'll write you. And they'll say stuff like this. Remember me? I was on the third row. And this kid, and now look, I, I, I go by as you, in the introduction, Uncle Reggie. A lot of people have titles. I understand that. But I put people in my family. I am literally, until I say amen and walk off this stage, you in my family. Because if you're in my family, I'm going to do everything I can to help you know what I have to help me. Because if it helped me, it could help you. So kids know me as Uncle Reggie, Uncle Reggie. And this kid wrote me, and he goes, Uncle Reggie, you old. I hate kids. If you're a kid, teenager in this room right now, I hate you, all right? I just want you to know. But I want you to look at me, little boy. Look at me. I'm going to help you right now. This kid goes, you old. What did you do before cell phones? How did you communicate to people? Question mark. So I wrote back. Dear, lovely, beautiful, incredible young person. We use pay phones, sin. He wrote back, what's a pay phone? I wrote back, it's a phone, but it's hooked to a wire. And in order for it to work, you put a coin in and you can call somebody. And he wrote back, what's a coin? (laughs) I'm going down a rabbit hole and I will never be seen again. So I decided, I said, look, are your parents home? He said, yes. I said, give them this number, have them call me. So his parents called me. And I said, I can't text that. I can't email. This is going to go great. Can I just tell your son what we did before cell phones? And I told him who I was, and they went, how did he find you? I said, listen, your kid's nosy. (laughs) So I said, just put it on speakerphone. Y'all can help me. And they're in their 30s, okay, early 30s. So they don't even know. So I said, back in the day, you had change. You take your change, like a quarter, a dime, a nickel. And this kid goes, I don't understand. I said, you don't know what a quarter is? And I heard this woman go, I think I got one in my purse. I'll go show him. (laughs) Are you people listening to me this morning? (laughs) This goes so bad that the kid goes, what if you ain't got a coin? How do you make? What if you got to tell him you're going to be late? I don't understand. I said, then you can make a collect call. So you hit zero and an operator comes on. Anybody know where I'm going with this? And the operator says, who you want? And you say, please call uh, 615-523-5927. Okay, you know what's crazy? That's my phone number when I was a kid growing up. I still remember it. Oh my goodness. that did, I'm, I don't have, okay, my wife is wrong. I can't remember. Did I say that out loud? Okay, let's just go on. If you're a guest today, I'm the guest speaker. He's He'll be back next week. <laughs> and, then he, and then I go, and the operator goes, okay, hey, can I connect you? I said, give this number. And they go, please hold. And then the phone rings, and you can hear someone pick up and say hello on the other end. If you don't want to pay for the call, you got about 15 seconds to get out what you need them to hear. So when they say, please hold, and then somebody goes, hello, and you're like, I'm going to be 15 minutes late. I promise you I'll be home. Bye. Click. And you hang up. If you know what I'm talking about, clap your hands right now. Hello. All that to say, kids, y'all don't know nothing today. You wait, Back then, somebody, he goes, well, what if you got to look up something for school? I said, they had these series of books called the Encyclopedia Britannica. And he went, man, that's a big word. I said, you have no idea, little guy. I said, what do you do today? He goes, hey, Siri. And if she's busy, hey, Alexa. How many of these people are listening in on us? I'm not, don't go there. Let's just go on. (laughs) Needless to say, kids, you got it made today. It's cool, but I would never change the way I grew up. I loved it. I used to eat dirt. (laughs) Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm just saying, man. It was... (laughs) Myself over here like you were that poor. No, it looked good. <laughs> October 30 October 1st, 1935, a baby girl was born. Her name was Julia Elizabeth Wells. She was born in the slums in the ghettos of London, England. By the time she was eight years old, they had nothing, nothing, nothing. There was a family friend who would come over to their little apartment in the projects and one day he was there and he looked at the mom and dad of this little girl and he said I did not know you had enough money to buy a radio and they said what are you talking about he says the music in your back behind the apartment they go that's not music that's that's our little girl she was singing to her dolls that she made out of sticks And this family friend looked at them and said, I don't know what you gotta do, but you gotta get her, take her to a singing lady. There's something about her voice. You gotta figure out. This could get you out of the projects. And they literally, he gave them money to put with their money to get this girl one singing lesson. And they took her, eight years old, to the singing lady. And this lady said, okay, you stay out here. they are going to take her in. We're going to do something with the piano. So the lady goes, sing this note. Boom, she hit it on the key. And the girl went, boom, she sang the note. She just hummed it out. Hit another one. Sing it. Hit another one. Sing it. Hit another one. Sing it. Then she goes, let's go the opposite direction. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. She sang it. Sing it. Sing it. She walked out to the parents, gave them their money back, and said, if you let me teach her for free, you will never regret it. He says, your little girl has a four-octave range. Unheard of. By the time she was 13 years old, she became the youngest girl to ever sing for the royal family in England. Her voice was so unique, so special. By the time she was 17, they moved to New York. By the time she was 19, she was on Broadway. And at 19 years old, her first movie, then another and another and another. Today, she's not known as Julia Elizabeth Wells, But she's most popularly known as Julie Andrews from The Sound of Music. By the time 1997 came, she had sung in front of kings and queens and nations and world leaders. By the time 1997 came, she had a sore throat, went to a doctor. The doctor said, you have nodules on your voice, and and it's simple. They're not cancerous. She was relieved. So all we got to do is a simple surgery, take 30 minutes, and in six weeks you'll be singing again. Well, six weeks came and six weeks went. Six weeks turned to six months. Six months turned into two years. Two years turned into forever. Julie Andrews never got her voice back. She lost the one thing that she loved the most, her ability to sing, because her voice in a surgery that went wrong was taken away. Was she devastated? Yes, she was. You can't imagine how devastated she would be. But this morning I want to talk to you about something more devastating than losing your voice. Today I want to talk to you about losing your song. My title today is simply this, how to get your song back. Everybody repeat after me, say how, How. say where, Where. say when. When. One more time, say how, How. say where. where, say when. I am here to give you the how, the where, and the when that when you leave this service, 2024 is going to start a few hours early. Why? Because old things are passed away. Old things become new. You cannot change yesterday, but you could change today and the rest of your life. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, you can get your song back. Now, I can look and see that some of you are Iowa people, and my... Uh, The way I preach is scaring you a little bit. Don't let it. I'm a passionate preacher. Why? Because I preach what I believe in. Last night, I saw a football coach go crazy because he was passionate about what he believed in. And it was just a game. We're passionate about a game called life. You're in the right church at the right time this morning. I believe in my bones. Something good's about to happen today. Let me explain this to you. Everybody say how, where, where, when. In Luke chapter 23, there's something that happened. It's the first one. I didn't add it. I I, I did this after I sent my scriptures for today's sermon. But I got to start with this one. Because everything centers around the day that Jesus gave his life for the world. We're going to go to Easter, all right? We're going to when Jesus was crucified, died, and rose again. There's something that happened there that can help us on the last day of 2023. And if we remember it during 2024, I guarantee you your life will be better, even if it was great in 23. In Luke chapter 23, I'm going to start reading at verse 16. It centers around a man, a governor. His name was Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate was in charge of punishing people who have done wrong. And standing in front of him that day was a man by the name of Jesus Christ. He looked at the thing and looked at everything that happened. He weighed all the stuff. But Pontius Pilate was a man of the people. And when he came to his conclusion at verse 16, this is what he said. Therefore, I will punish him and I will release him. Talking about Jesus. He was going to punish him, whip him, and let him go. But the whole crowd shouted, away with this man. Release Barabbas to us. Now watch this. Here's this Barabbas guy. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for insurrection in the city and murder. He was caught by being a rebel and a murderer. Verse 20. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them. But they kept shouting, Crucify him, crucify him. Everybody, listen to me. If you want 24 to be better than 23, quit listening to the crowd. Listen to that still small voice. Put yourself in a position to hear God's voice over everyone else's. How do you do that? Go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, whatever you got to do. Or if you can't get enough, go to all three. I guarantee you this sermon is different from last night, even though they said preach the same one. But every time I preach anything, it comes out different. I just know. Verse 22. For the third time, he spoke to them. He did it three times to the people. He was trying to persuade them to let Jesus go. You got to let him. He didn't understand what Jesus came to do. He didn't know that Jesus was fully ready to give his life because not because of what he did or didn't do, but because of what we did. Let me say that again. It wasn't because of what Jesus did or did not do to get convicted. But it's what we've done because we should be convicted. For the third time he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds of death penalty. Therefore I I will punish him and then I'll release him. Verse 23. But the loud shouts they insistently demanded that he be crucified. He pleaded with them, verse twenty-four. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown in prison for insurrection and murder—the only one they asked for—and surrendered Jesus to their will. Now, why? Everybody look at me. Walk with me for a second. This dude, Barabbas, all right, for a second. This guy, Barabbas, here's what it is. When he, he did all this nasty stuff. The bro was just straight up mean. He took a life and didn't even care about it. He's mean. He's nasty. He's messed up. And he got caught. His his trial, done. Finished. Oh, it was that You're going to get, we're go, you will be crucified till you're dead. You will be dead. You will be dead. Now wait for that to happen. He's in a cell. All he can wait for is the sound of the jailer and the keys clanging. To come and open the door and for them to take him to a cross. For him to be nailed on it and him to die. That was his future. That was his destiny. That's what it was. Had he come to grip with it? I don't know. But all of a sudden, he heard the sound that he thought he would never heal. The feet of the soldiers. The feet of the jailer. The keys clanging. Then he felt the key being put into the lock. The turn of the sounds of the door opening. Then he heard something he thought he'd never hear. One of the soldiers simply said, you can go. And he's like, excuse me. He said, you can go. And Barabbas got his song back. And that wasn't just the first one. There's another one I want to look at. Now, before we do this, I need everybody do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a big, 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 real big favor. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, how, how? Where? where, When. Oh come on, look at another neighbor on the other side. You may not even know him. Say how? how? Where? When. The Gospel of Matthew tells us uh, a story of a thief that was hung on the cross with Jesus Christ. And, and in Matthew chapter 27, verse 38, we read it and it goes like this. It will be on the screen. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who said you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers and the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he cannot save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. Verse 43, he trusted in God. Let God rescue him if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. And verse 44, in the same way, the rebels, the thieves on the left and the right, who were crucified along with him, also heaped insults on Jesus. That's Matthew. Matthew two books later, there was a guy named Luke. He was at the same place watching the same thing happen, but he goes into a little more detail. So in Luke chapter 23, verse 39, the Bible says this. One of the criminals hung insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Okay, everybody stop right there. Some of you, when you read the Bible, people start drifting off. Come back because I'm going to tell you right now, if I was the thief on the cross, this would be me right here. Look what he said. He goes, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Just in case it's true. Verse 40, but the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sins? Verse 41, we are punished justly for we are getting our own deeds to deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Where did this thief come from? Dude, this dude has some epiphany all of a sudden at the end of his life. And what did he do in verse 42? Then he said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Okay, everybody, look at your neighbor and say, here we go. Look at your other neighbor and say, here we go. Everybody look at Reggie in the early service. Here's the problem. The problem is simply this. I could get up. I could tell you stories. I could do this. I'm a great speaker. I know how to do this stuff. This is what I do. But once you bring the word of God into something, it can change someone's life forever. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It changes everything. So all this scripture that I'm giving you is to back up what God laid in my heart. Because watch this. I'm about to give it to you. I had to write it down to make sure I got it right. But listen very carefully. With the clock ticking down in his life, the thief had a sudden change of heart and made a simple request. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Everybody say two words. Say, remember, remember. me. One more time. Say, remember, remember me. That's simple. The man was a low life, a common criminal, attempting a desperate deathbed conversion. A Hail Mary passed for hope, and all he could utter wasn't exactly profound. Remember me. Jesus did not take an inventory of the man's good or bad deeds before he responded. He did not ignore him or wait for the man to say the perfect words. Remember me was more than enough. It was more than enough for Jesus And in the final minutes of their life, Jesus responded, truly I say to you, you will be with me in paradise. Maybe you don't know. go to church. Maybe you're here just because somebody invited you. Maybe you're here because it's the end of the year. Maybe you're a believer who's insecure about your salvation. Or maybe the idea of praying about something as monumental as your eternal salvation seems intimidating to you. You wouldn't even know where to start. This morning, I'm here to tell you, why don't you start with two words? Remember me. It doesn't matter your motivation. It doesn't matter your self-interest. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. All that matters is you say to Jesus, remember me. I don't know who you are this morning in this early service. And I don't know why you're looking at me crazy like this. But I'm here to tell you, two words can change everything. Remember me. Somebody say, remember me. me. One more time, say, remember me. me. Mm. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how many times you've asked. He's there, willing and waiting for you to come home. It doesn't matter how you were born. It doesn't matter who your mother and father is. Two words. Say, remember me. Come on, say, remember me. One more time, say, remember me everybody listen to me. Look at me very carefully this morning. Some of you are like, well, is this like a salvation thing at the end of 2023? No, it's a life thing at the end of 2023. Hey, listen to me. Somebody in this room, you may have made the greatest mistake of your life this past year. 2023, you lost everything. But hear am here. here they listen to me very carefully. There are two words that can change it. There are two words that can make up for every wrong you've done. You might remember it, but here's the deal. Do you know what Rob realized when it comes to Jesus. You know what I found out? No matter what I've done, no matter where I've been, no matter how I was born, no matter what happened in my past, I found something stronger than what happened to me. I found something faster than what happened in my past. I found something greater than the sin that I committed. And his name is Jesus Christ. And all I got to do is put myself in his boat. All I got to do is put myself on his mind. And two words did it. Remember me. Somebody say, remember me. Now I could definitely Just pretend this morning that I'm the smartest brother preaching in the United States of America today. All I got to do is tell you what I learned in seminary. And not tell you I learned it at seminary. Just act like I did it on my own. But I'm not that smart. I paid a lot of money for this whole seminary stuff. Y'all know that? And to be honest, I only remember one day. I walked into class, and the professor got up, and he said, I will cry today. He never said that. I I thought he was a cyborg. The dude had no emotions. He said, I will cry today because I need to tell you something. And he was talking about Jesus being crucified. He went all the way back to Pontius Pilate like I did this morning. Now, here's what I need you to know. Let me walk you through it. They had rules back then. They had holidays, rituals that they do. And they knew that it was great consequence if you broke these rituals or laws. Hmm. How did Barabbas get set free? Because on the weekend that Jesus was crucified, the ritual or the law says you could only kill three men, not four. So that's why Jesus was switched with that murderer. The second thing was this. He said, not a lot of people talk about it, but on that hill, Golgotha, the skull, where Jesus was crucified with two thieves, they could have been no more because of the rule and the day it was. They had to be no more than four feet apart. So if Jesus is right here where the podium is, then over here, one, two, three, four, there was a thief about right here where this speaker is. And if that's true, then the other thief was one, two, three, four. Oh, look at that. Where this speaker is. So here's the deal. If Jesus is the man in the middle, and there was a thief on the left and a thief on the right, then on the last day of 2023, let me declare to you, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, No matter what you've said, no matter what you smoke, drink, sniff, pop, I don't know what y'all do. No matter how nasty you are, you are no more than four feet from finding the answer to everything you've been looking for. You are four feet from hope. You are four feet from the Savior. You are four feet from redemption. You are four feet from Jesus Christ. You are four feet away. Wouldn't it be a shame to start 2024 and still be called a thief? I want to start 2024 in paradise. How do you do it? How? Call out to him. Trust that he's willing and welcome you into his kingdom. Ask him to remember you today. He is certain to respond. He is willing to respond. He's waiting for you. Who cares about your worthlessness? It's all about his unfailing love for you. Where? Where? My where is right here. When? My when is about 10 minutes from now. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says this. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And not you might be saved. And not you can be saved. It says you will be saved. If there was a sin that could keep Jesus on that cross in the middle, the devil would have used it that day that he was hung in there. But because Jesus died and rose on the third day, There ain't no sin that can keep him in the grave. You sang about it this morning. And if there's no sin that can keep him in the grave, there ain't nothing can keep you when you got Jesus. Somebody say, remember me. Come on, say, remember me. One more time, say, remember me. I have uh, this thing that I do. I have, it's called Old School Day. I have an old school day. It could happen any moment. I wake up and my head goes, old school. I say, oh, old school. So in my phone, I have taken music from the way I grew up in the early 80s. And I, if you're from the early 80s uh, and you're a Christian, you might. How about Carmen? Sweet Comfort Band. How about this? Russ Taff. The Imperials. So every now and then, I just pull them out, and I start to listen, and I go back in the day. It's a good day. I was having one of those months. It was a Saturday. It was a Friday Saturday. I had two days because I had too many songs to go through. And I pulled out from the 70s a band. Some of you are like, they still, you can get this. Oh, yeah, Spotify is the bomb. Apple Music, they pay for everything. There was a band, it was four brothers. Their last name was W-I-N-A-N-S, Winans. And they had a couple of songs, they had a whole album that I love. One song, I was listening to it, and it was like talking about today. They said, I remember when life was so simple. Yes was yes and no was no, but it ain't like that anymore. And in that song from the 70s, it said this I remember when life was so easy. Boys grew into men and little girls to women then. But it ain't like that anymore. I backed it up and went, No, y'all did not do that. They did. Song came on, and it said this Everything you touch is a song. You touched my life one day, and all my burdens, they just rolled away. Because everything you touch is a song. You touched a bird, and the bird started to sing. And then they harmonized and went, Tweety dee dee. It was cool, y'all. So you touched a bee, and he started to hum, and then they hum, hmm. You touched a bell, and it started to ring. You touched my life, and I started to sing. Because everything you touch is a song. And my phone rang. I hit it and I said, It's Reggie. And on the other end, a pastor said, Hey, Reggie, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night. I said, Oh, absolutely, Pastor. Can't wait to be there. I said, My friend's going to pick me up. He goes, That's why I'm calling. When did you talk to him last? I said, Oh, yesterday. He said he had 195 teachers. They did teacher appreciation at the church and they had 195 teachers coming. They gave them all gifts. It was cool. And then on Monday and Tuesday, I stayed, and we did five schools on Monday, six on Tuesday, and my friend, he's the senior assistant pastor at the church. He said, hey, on Monday night, would you come and and and, and eat dinner at my house with my kids and my wife? I said, absolutely. And he's from Sweden. I said, you're going to make Swedish meatball? I need some Swedish meatball. He goes, yes, I'm making your Swedish meatball. I said, oh, we on. I said, I love you, bro. He goes, I love you, too. He goes, thanks for being my friend. I said, dude, whatever you need, you just let me know. And i said pastor it was yesterday and i went through the whole conversation and he said i'm so sorry an hour ago he took his life and i said wait a minute whoa whoa no don't pastor you got to make sure why are you joking and the pastor started to cry said I'll still come he said I need you I don't know what to do I said I'll help you when I hung up I don't know if you've ever had music on your phone in the car when you hang up the music comes back on and it was at the end of that song it says everything you touch is a song hey look at me this morning I don't I don't have all the answers but the man in the middle does I don't know why people do what they do but the man in the middle does I don't know much about mental health, but the man in the middle does. You're listening to me. On this last sermon you'll hear in 2023, I'm here to give you the gold that you need for 2024. Look to the man in the middle. Let him help you. Let him do what he did for the thief. All the thief said was two words, remember me, and it changed everything. Changed everything. Let it change everything for you. The very next song came on, and when it did... It really touched my heart. The song, when it came on, it said, Jesus said, Here I stand. Won't you please let me in? And you said, I will tomorrow. Jesus said, I am He who supplies all your needs. And you said, I know, but tomorrow. Tomorrow. Then they sang, tomorrow. Who promised you tomorrow? Better choose the Lord today, for your tomorrow may never come your way. And at the end of the song, they said, tomorrow. Who promised you tomorrow? Better choose your Lord today, for your tomorrow may very well be too late. We're about five minutes away from somebody in this room choosing their tomorrow. Can I give you one last thing? Is that all right? Y'all quiet this morning. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But a brother got to do what I got to do. You know what I learned a long time ago? I preach whatever God lays on my heart. Because if I don't, I don't get to take a nap. And my flight's at 3 o'clock, and I'm going to sleep all the way to Dallas. Because I know I'm preaching what he told me to do. One last one. It's going to be on the screen. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. It's the Old Testament. But matter of fact, I need everybody to help me. Everybody touch your neighbor and say, we're going to read. Touch your other neighbor and say, let's do this together. So everybody read this. I'm going to explain it. We're going to pray. And guess what? We're going to get out early today. We're going to beat the Catholics to the buffet at the breakfast. No, we're not. They, they got done at 9. Y'all ready? On three, read this with me. One, two, three. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Okay, now wait, let me back up. It says, this is God talking. Today I have called heaven and earth as witnesses against you. So if you got a witness, that means somebody's on trial. Guess who's on trial? We on trial. Now look, you could come to church and look pretty, but we all know there are scammers in the world today. People think they can get away with everything, but I'm here to tell you today, not when Jesus or God is involved. Because look who God brought as witnesses against you. Heaven and earth. Earth is a part of the heavens. So whatever you did, heaven saw it. But just in case heaven was on a potty break, look who the next witness is. Earth. Let me break it down. We live on. We eat on. We sleep on. We have games on. We sin on. you dead. Because earth saw it. But look what he did. He said, I have sat before you choices. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, you got a choice. Hey, look at me. Look at Reggie. That's why there was a thief on the left and the right. There's two choices. One thief took his and said, remember me. The other thief never said nothing. Why didn't he say something? Why didn't he take the lead of the thief on the other side? Could he hear him? Yes, he heard him. But why didn't he do it? Why didn't he do it? Some of you like, oh, this is a salvation thing. So I can just, I can just chill out. It's not for me. Are you kidding me? Some of you made mistakes in 2023 and you're about to take them into 2024. You know what this service is? This is when we let go of yesterday. We let go of that. We let go. Yes, you're going to remember it. We're human. We're made to remember things, but you need to remember that you gave it to God on the last day of 2023. I gave that mistake to God. I gave that hurt to God. I gave that sorrow to God. I gave it to God and I'm living in his glory remember me remember that situation remember I'm giving it to you so just in case you think you're exempt nobody's exempt I played football at Tennessee for three years and after that I went to a small Bible college in Minneapolis Minnesota I went there because I wanted to get my education right and I knew how cold it was in Minnesota What do you do when it's sub-zero? You stay inside and you're bored. So what do you do when you're bored and inside? You do your schoolwork and you graduate on time. Thank God for Minnesota. And thank God that I left. (laughs) Now look, while I was in Minnesota, I had a couple of classes and this this man, his name was Dr. Ian Hall, Dr. Hall. Dr. Hall was my favorite professor. He taught me so much and the way he did it was incredible. I don't know how he pulled it off, but he did. Let me explain. His classes were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. There were always four tests during the course of the year. The test was always on Friday, but he did a review on the Wednesday before the test on Friday. Everybody with me, say yes. So here's what happened. He's reviewing on Wednesday. The first time, I knew the test was Friday. He said, pull out a pen and a piece of paper. Say, I did. All of a sudden on an overhead screen, he puts up all these questions. And he said look at number one true or false he Said the first 10 questions are true and false the next 10 a b c or d and the next 10 are true and false are a b c and d and you're done with the test so he goes number one is true number two is false and i'm sitting there and i'm just like number one true number two false and he's reading a question explaining it and i just started writing down the answers when we got done That day, he said, all right, everybody, close your books, put your pens away. Before the bell rings, listen carefully. Friday is the test. When you come, if you took notes today, bring that paper. Because what you just saw was the actual test. And you can use that paper if you took notes today on the test Friday. I love that man. No, no, my GPA was off the chain." So here's what I did, I took that paper, I went to my, my, my dorm room, I opened the top desk drawer and I put the paper in there and I closed it and I went with the rest of my other classes. I came back that night, opened the desk drawer, made sure it was there. On Thursday, three times on Thursday, I looked in the drawer, and made sure my paper, on Friday when I got up, I pulled out the paper, put it in my pocket, made sure my jeans were dry. Hello? When you're in college, sometimes you run out of quarters, I'm just saying, all right? A uh, little man, coins, court. never mind, okay. <laughs> So all of a sudden, I get in the test. I had a roommate. His name's Kent. Kent walked in, sit beside me. Professor, Dr. Hall says, everybody pull out your paper that you brought it. I pulled out my paper, and I heard, no. And I looked over at Kent, and I said, what did you do? He goes, I forgot my paper. He gave us the answers. And you weren't smart enough to bring it with you? Ask me if Kent is my friend today. Yes. I knew somebody had to help that little brother out. God gave us the answer. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got two more minutes. Okay, look, if you don't get that, you got to get this. And if you don't get this, sorry. I'm just going to hug you as you leave this morning, okay? But here's this. Every now and then, when I was in middle school, in elementary, I'd skip school. I wouldn't skip school. I would just stay home. I didn't want to go. And I look at my parents, like, I want to stay home. They go, okay, stay home. You're good. You're all right. They would let me. And I would always wait for a game show called Let's Make a Deal. And I heard, I don't know why, but I heard they still have it today. How it lasted, I do not know. But I remembered one specific day. One day. And let's make a deal there was a lady she was crazy she was dressed crazy and the the, the guy announced her he goes you get to pick a curtain number one number two number three now because i was watching on tv they had cameras behind the curtain so you could see what the prize was behind curtain number one was a trip around the world for you and three friends with fifty thousand dollars to spend on your trip behind curtain number two was a ford mustang Convertible Shelby edition black with a gold stripe down the middle man off the chain and the roof was down Man, curtain number three was a donkey. It was not a European car It was a donkey hee-haw hey poop donkey. All right, it wasn't even like Shreks, It didn't even talk, okay? And so all of a sudden the lady had to pick one two and three and people are yelling at her telling her what to pay Telling her what to pay telling her what to play see that's just it a lot of us think that's the way it is with God that it's just the luck of the draw, just happen to pick the right curtain. But when it comes to God, he loves you too much to let it go by chance. So you know what God said? He said it in this scripture. He said, hey, before you choose, open the curtain. And you can see the trip. You can see the car. You can see the donkey. <laughs> and then you get to choose. You know what's crazy? Some people, even when they can see it, choose the donkey. Don't choose the donkey. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for everyone here. God, I praise you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, I pray in the next two minutes, you would do something absolutely amazing, God. God, speak to our heart. Speak to someone's heart. In Jesus' name I pray, and everybody say amen. Every head up, every eye open, everybody looking around. Somebody like, why do you say that? Because a lot of us are church people, and at the end, we like bow our head close. I don't play like that, dude. If you're going to be real, be real. It's the last day of the year. Come on, quit hiding. So here's it is. prayer. There's only two. Prayer number one. Prayer number one. You've been carrying something, a mistake. Some of you, it was 2023. Some of you, it's been almost your whole life. I shouldn't have never done that. I should have never went there. I should have never had to happen. I should have never. I should have went this way. I should have went. No, you can't live your life with regrets. What do you say? Let's give that regret to the man in the middle. Let's give what happened in our past to the man in the middle. Are you saved? Yes, you're saved. Are you going to heaven? Yes, you are. But how do you want to live the rest of your life on earth? Hey, no past, no regrets, no more. So here it is. I'm going to give you seven seconds. Because I got to go. I'm hungry. And I got these cool chips in the back green room, okay? Actually, they do, but I'm not. I'm just joking. In seven seconds, if you say, Reggie, there's something in my yesterday that I don't want to go to 24 with. There's something in my yesterday that has been pulling me back, and I'm done. I'm giving it to the man in the middle. I'm giving it to the man four feet away. I'm giving it to Jesus, and I'm literally saying, Jesus, remember me. Take my memory and remember me. Take that hurt. Take that mistake. Take that thing and remember me. If you want that prayer, you got seven seconds to stand up starting right now. Seven. Six. Five, four, three, two, one, in Jesus' name, zero. All right, good. Now look at me, y'all. There's people standing everywhere, all right, everywhere. So don't let them stand alone. If you got a friend standing, just stand up, put your arm around their shoulder. If you're not even saved, stand up, put their arm around. If you love your friend, just stand for him. I'll do the prayer. You just let them know. Jesus, I pray right now. God, we cannot change our past, but you can change our future. God, we're giving it to you. We're giving it to you. We're giving you the mistake. We're giving you the hurt. We're giving you the sorrow. We're giving you the loss. We're giving you the pain. We're giving you our money. We're giving it to you. God, we start 2024 with Jesus in our life. So, God, I pray right now, even though we might remember, we will not let this keep us from being your servant in 2024. Answer the cry of their hearts today. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody say, Amen. amen. Everybody hug somebody, hug somebody, hug somebody. Now, you got to do this. Sit down real fast. I got one more, one more, one more, just one more. Everybody look at Reggie. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus? Are you the thief on the cross today? We all are. But are you the thief on the cross before he said, remember me? Romans ten nine. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the grave, you will be saved. It's time to give our life to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're in this room from the back to the front, left to the right, and you say, Reggie, I need that. I need that. I need to start 2024 with Jesus remembering me. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. But this morning you say, I need to get right with God. If that's you, on three, wave at me. One, two, three. wave, 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 wave. wave. Come on, that's awesome. Anybody else? Hurry, wave. That's awesome, 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 awesome. Okay, everybody, every head up, every eye open, everybody looking around, whether you waved or not, you said, Reggie, I gotta get right, I gotta do that, I want Jesus to remember the man. Remember me, remember me, remember me. Then guess what, I found out praying is spiritual, moving is physical, but in a room, in a service like this, if you do spiritual and physical, it opens up the door to supernatural happening in your life, so I want supernatural to happen. So if you raise your hand, On three, I want you to come to me. If you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need this prayer, on three, I want you to come to me. But guess what? Come on, drummer, hit that bass. Hit that bass, Elmo, hit that bass, man, come on. You know what, so many people think this is a somber time, a sad, quiet time. Nah, I'm leaving 2023 in a dance. I'm leaving 2023 with a shout. So if you wanna get right with God while they're playing this beat, come to Reggie right now. You got 10 seconds, I'm gonna give you 15. Everybody, stand to your feet. If you're gonna get right with God, come now. 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, come close, come close, come close, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, come on, ask your neighbor, ask your friend, do you want to go, 4, 3, 2, in Jesus' name, 1, in Jesus' name, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Stretch your hand toward them. Everybody down front, you're coming to Jesus. Say this with me. It's Romans 10:9. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Today's my day. I choose you. I simply say what the thief said. Remember me. Say it again. Remember me. I cannot change my past. So I'm giving you my future. And in Jesus' name, I'm saved. I'm safe. Thank God almighty. I'm safe. Everybody look at Reggie. Look at Reggie. Look at Reggie. Stay right here. The pastor's going to come and give you some instructions. Everybody else stay right here because we're going to leave this room with a shout and with a song. Come on drummer, keep doing that beat. Come on pastor, here we go. Come on. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.